We welcome you here, Lord. You said when two or more gather in my midst, here I am. We thank you, Jesus, that you are here in the midst of us. I pray, Lord, that by the transformation, the power of the Holy Spirit, that every person today is renewed in your perfect image, in their mind, their soul and their spirit, and their flesh. I pray from today, Lord, <clears throat> through your victory at the cross, I declare by the blood of Jesus that everyone is restored. We thank you, Lord. Life is in your blood. And we declare your blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. I declare it over their lives that they have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your son that you love. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We rely on you. And we thank you for your sacrifice that allows us to be seated in heavenly places the right hand of God, so are we. And I pray from today, Lord Jesus, that what, what matters most to you is received in their hearts today. That they may walk truthfully with the days you have given them in this life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, welcome everyone. <clears throat> I'm glad you can be with us today. <clears throat> Who's happy to be here today? Man? Who's ready to get fed from the Lord Jesus? Man? <clears throat> I share something with you. The feeling that I first had to when the Lord called me to preach, it still remains the same. I take every day very serious in the Lord. <clears throat> the Bible says that our days are numbered on earth. The Bible says that teach us in the wisdom of God to number our days because the days are evil. It's not to waste your life on earth for the Lord Jesus. When you begin to understand how precious each day is, you begin to really invest it into God. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Today, <laughs> so the Holy Spirit took me this way now. Every week, I've been hearing from the Holy Spirit, by His grace, to understand what, where He wants to direct us and how to equip us to be more effective. Amen. Can I ask you something? <clears throat> Do you feel effective in your journey now? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel spiritually like you cannot move forward anymore? This is the problem we have today in the church. Everyone knows that Jesus died on the cross. But they feel like they cannot spiritually mature. Someone will tell me, I pray. 
someone will tell me I read the Bible, but I feel stuck. Why? Why? These are the questions that I have in my heart. And this has been the, the zeal that I had to find out how to fight in every season to become the person God wants me to become. Amen? So how many people here feel spiritually stuck? You know, your emotions can tell you that I'm running on an empty tank. You'll feel you that, okay, what, what next from here? <clears throat> Your mind can tell you that this journey is too hard. You can begin to feel defeated. You can begin to feel like you're failing. You can begin to feel like you're trapped. And to be honest, it's the worst place you can be. But has everyone in the Bible faced these types of things? Certainly. So that gives us hope. That what they faced in the Word of God, we faced also. Isaiah. <laughs> so here's the next upcoming. <laughs> Um, by the way, today's my son Joseph's birthday. <laughs> it's so cute. <clears throat> it's precious. Happy birthday, Joseph. <clears throat> so, let's get back to the... So, so many people, they become stuck in this area. And if you're there, it's okay. I'm today here to relieve you. And to allow you to understand the process. <clears throat> Is a believer meant to endure warfare till he sees Christ? I have a question. Is a believer meant to endure warfare until the day he sees Christ? Yes or no? Yes or no? Okay. <laughs> we'll bring up the scripture. What is warfare? You begin to have these nagging questions. What is warfare? And why does Satan have a tiger on you? Why is everything becoming so hard? What can't you understand that God's wanting you to understand? Yeah, these are the questions it's good to get clarity about. Because if there's one thing that I want to learn in my journey, it's to understand how to walk with God. Yes? If there's one thing I want to know, to have the most clarity in, is to know how to walk with God. Nothing else matters. Doesn't matter what season you're in, if you can have a vision. The Bible says, without a vision, my people perish. When you have the vision, no matter what season you're in, you'll fight.
But imagine when you don't know where you're going or what you're working towards. What happens? You're praying into nothing. You're reading into nothing. You're focusing into nothing. Why so many people today are blank? It's because of this reason. And you see how the Holy Spirit locates, He locates you. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to share today? You preach this. But it's fruitful because majority of the people here are going through this. So the Holy Spirit cares for you. He doesn't want you to stay here. If there's something to understand, the Holy Spirit was given to you to create in you a spiritual growth, a purification, a sanctification. <clears throat> when you under you will not look outside the domain of your heart. So how many people, I've sat with so many people, <clears throat> I give them a word from the Holy Spirit, they're on fire, challenges come, trials come, situations appear, to expose the same thing that God's trying to deal with, then the trying to read the Bible again, try to pray again, try to discipline themselves. So many people are kick-starting their journey, walking, something's bringing them back. What is it? Don't you want to know? What's the problem? Is the Holy Spirit restricted from a believer? No. Today you're going to learn the three, the, today you're going to learn the three, the three access points that Satan has. He cannot work outside of them. So Satan has, Satan only has authority through three access points through the Bible to attack a believer. He can't work outside of those, outside of those domain. He can't attack anything outside of that domain. So you know what's interesting? When I understood this in my journey, I started to invest my time to understand, okay, what does Satan focus? Yeah, and then that focus turns slowly back to my personal life, my heart's desire, my treasure. Where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So I started to see from all those things, Satan had a place in me because of what was still living. Are we understanding? Or are you confused? So Satan has three access points. He cannot work outside of that area. He can oppress you. He can try to tempt you. He's known as the tempter, the accuser. And... Uh, tempter, accuser. Help me out, someone. Tempter, accuser, slanderer, deceiver. That's right, good work. Who, who said that? Joe said that? Chris and Joe said that. So the attempter, the deceiver, and the accuser. Okay. So let's look at the scripture. Someone said that we are to have warfare until the day we die. It's not true. It's not true. <clears throat> warfare in, in, a, in, a, 
in a simple way, it's when the war between you and Satan is over. The Bible says very clearly, resist the devil, he will flee from your life. The Bible says give no footstool to the devil. You know what a footstool is? It's a place where he can, it's a place where he can cement his foot inside of you. A footstool is something where he can, he has a foundation. Like he has a foundation. It can be through your thought process, it can be through many other doors. So let's have a look at the scripture. I love how the Holy Spirit allowed me to see the treasure here. Through this scripture here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to 5. <clears throat> now look here. Now I'll give you a bit of understanding of Paul's teachings. <clears throat> Whenever Paul speaks about a topic, always read the beginning and go to the end because he gives amazing treasures about a condition. A condition, if you possess a certain thing, whether it be a characteristic or a form of obedience, and he shows you that these tools will give you the authority to overcome. Okay, so let, let the scripture will interpret itself. Now here, look what it says here. This is the scripture regarding warfare. Okay. <clears throat> it says, Now I, Paul, myself, I'm pleading you, I'm pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. Now, now stop right there. Here is a treasure. He's showing you the tools that a believer needs to encounter warfare. Isn't that interesting? That he's showing you in the beginning, the first verse. Is showing you the characteristics you need to enter warfare and to come out of it free. So many people unfortunately enter into warfare, troubles, trials. They remain in their old nature. They become weary, they become tired, restless, frustrated, angry, prideful, boastful. They sit in a place and they can't get out. That's the Christian world today, unfortunately. But look what it says here. Now I pour myself, I'm pleading, you, pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence I'm lowly among you, but being absent and bold towards you. Now we keep going. <clears throat> but I beg you that when I'm present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some, who think of us if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Now he's speaking about a war. You must know that every believer is in a spiritual war. Whether you accept it or not, we are in a war. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, night and day. It doesn't mean he, he has to enter. It doesn't mean he has to be present in your life. He can tempt you from outside. So let me give you a bit of understanding. The serpent is the only reptile animal that does not close his eyes. Satan studies you night and day. 
looking for an opportune time to enter. And when you can close those doors, guess what happens? Satan is out of your life. Isn't that interesting? That you can live the rest of your life free in the Lord Jesus Christ. So go back to the first scripture. Look here, the condition. The condition to entering warfare and winning the battle is these two principles. What does the Bible say in Matthew 5, 5? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now the world and the earth are two different things. So you begin to see, okay, what is God trying to say? So I'll save it. <clears throat> Next scripture. <laughs> At least he's agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, next scripture. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now hang on a second. What pulls down strongholds? The meekness and the gentleness of Christ. But there are spiritual treasures in those two words. So you begin to examine and we are all on this journey to be sharpened, including myself. I speak the truth. But the most important thing is to know. Know what you need to focus on. Because imagine walking and you're blind. Unfortunately. How many, pro pro how many people here have continuous problems? How many people here continuously go go through and, and from and face the same difficulties, the same mental oppression, the same emotional imbalance, the same mental instability, the same struggles in their business. How many people go through these things and they can't put their finger on the problem? Okay, next scripture. <clears throat> Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now you begin to see what is a high thing? What is a high thing? And what's interesting about the scriptures is that warfare, warfare pretty much is everything that the flesh enjoys. The flesh enjoys. The flesh enjoys the world. But to God, it's a war. To allow you to come out of that place. But I'll keep going. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now we're getting a bit deeper. Next. Doesn't want to turn anymore. Uh, can we go to six? Okay. <clears throat> now look here. This is the punchline. What was the condition? The meekness and gentleness of Christ. What are you facing? Everything that exalts itself. In the high places, look what it, look at the 
reward here and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You begin to see, what am I praying into? What am I focusing as a believer? Have I understood the process? Because God wants to take you. God wants to take you to an amazing place. The Bible says from glory to glory He wants to take you. But imagine, but imagine you not know how to get there. <clears throat> so let's have a look here. Look at the outcome there. The outcome, the outcome of your victory is what? That the meekness and gentleness of Christ will allow you to punish all disobedience. Isn't that interesting that you're not meant to suffer on earth as a believer? You're not meant to suffer in your mind, in your emotions, in your heart, and in your flesh. You're not meant to suffer. Don't get confused with the sufferings of this world to the sufferings that you go through from day to day in your mind, in your heart, and in your emotions. Jesus wants you to be free. But there's always a condition to receiving God's blessings. I have so much scripture. I don't know how I'm going to... But it's okay. Rita, did you bring my sleeping bag? Where's mine? <laughs> now, we quickly go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. You must know that what you're going through, what you're going through is, is a result. Not everything, but what you're going through is a result of being orchestrated from the heavenly realms that Satan influences. Everything you're going through there, everything you're going through here, is because of there. Satan knows your weaknesses. He knows where your flaws are or where your cracks are. You know, it's interesting that you, that, that you have a house, but a snake can get into a house. A house is symbolic of your heart. And the serpent, he can always find a little crack in your home to enter that place. You begin to think, okay, now I'm starting to understand God a bit more uh, better. The Bible says the strong bulls of Bashan have surrounded me. What does a bull do? It, it's strong-headed. It speaks of pride. It's another instrument and characteristic of Satan. You, you, you hear another spirit, the spirit of Leviathan. The sp spirit of Leviathan, what it does, it twists his prey until it dies and eats it. Meaning that it twists the word of God inside of your heart to dismantle you as a believer. You start to see how Satan works. A lion, he looks for where there's flesh to eat inside of you, a place that's not crucified yet, to eat you. A lion looks for meat, but we are of the spirit. We're in heavenly places. We are no more to put our feet on the ground. So you begin to look at it deeply. Hey, hang on a second, I've got a lot of work to do. 
So is your life just a prayer? Is your life just a prayer? It's more deeper than that. What does a dragon do? A dragon do fear and intimidation. Intimidates you. Deaths are slow, some deaths are instant. <laughs> That's how Satan operates. Decay, he decays you through envy. Decay doesn't happen right away. Slowly, slowly it rots you. So you begin to see, hang on a second, now I understand why St. Paul said, I'm not unaware of Satan's schemes. You understand now? We need to know, our word of, we need to know the Word of God. We need, we need to know the Word of God. Why? To protect our walk with God. It's so deep. But you start to see every, every animal that God refers to as Satan's kingdom has a different tool and personality and aspect how he attacks the believer. And I think we are asleep in this way. I think we've uh, become idle where we're just not moving forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything. You go to sleep. Jesus, let your will be done in me. And you don't know what will you're doing inside of you. So there is, a, there is a process that you have to undergo. So I just gave away the next topic that I'll be going into. It's interesting. Why? Why, why does God let me see Satan's kingdom in the beginning? You know why? Because we were slaves to that kingdom all our lives. Our old nature and old character has a lot to do with Satan's characteristics and personality and lifestyle. So in the beginning, are we meant to hear kingdom principles and how God can use us? Or are we meant to focus on undoing all that old nature? You see how the Holy Spirit works? Okay, so look at our battle. Our battle is in the heavens. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, the main focus of a principality that Satan thrives on and works, his main goal is to hinder the will of God inside of you meaning to delay you. Now, how many people are feeling like they are delayed in their journey? How many people, for some reason, begin to think, I'm not getting anywhere? A lot, to, a lot of it has to do with the Word of God, but how many people feel like they're in a battle of delay, where they had so many visions and so many goals to fulfill God, like there's a... There's like a spirit, spirit behind it causing them to be hindered or delayed. You begin to think deeply. How do I oppose him? How do I deal with that? <clears throat> okay.
Okay, so principalities and powers are not just instructed to individuals. These beings cover territories. Their presence is felt in cities. Some cities may have a principality of murder hovering over it. Another city may have a principality of hindrance operating in their region. Another city or country can have a principality of racism and sexual perversion hovering over it. So each spirit operates in a, in a different way. But can I share something with you? <clears throat> Last week when I was asleep, the Holy Spirit took me to the spirit that's trying to work against us here in Australia. Okay, so it's interesting. Let me refresh your mind. When God spoke to me in the time of the COVID, He showed me a demonic dog, symbolic of fear and intimidation, and it was fighting the baby lamb, symbolic of a believer that has just started their journey, or he's just walking like a baby lamb. And it was an equal battle. It was an equal battle. But the, 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 the demonic dog was dragging the lamb into deeper water. And that water was so dark. So dark. It was so dark and you couldn't see inside of it. And the demonic dog, like an equal battle, wrestling each other, the fear and intimidation couldn't take out the believer. They had to be in higher authority to destroy. And the demonic dog grabbed the lamb's ear and it was dragging it in the middle and this massive crocodile looking reptile came out of the deepest darkest waters and ate them both it ate the dog and the lamb and you know what was interesting I was I listened to my Bible every night as I got, got up from that dream in Revelation it was speaking about the spirit of Leviathan now only God can do that, but God was communicating me, with me what's going to happen to the believers in the season of the COVID. And he showed me through fiend intimidation, they twisted the word of God because of their security, their jobs, their lifestyle, they didn't have enough faith to recognize that this was Satan's attacks. And God spoke to me with no doubt that many Christians will fall. Some left the faith altogether, injured, their roofs fell, their roofs fell off the, off the house, and they were damaged, they came back to the faith, but they had a warped mind, or a warped or a crooked thinking. <clears throat> God spoke to me before that, that there was a religious spirit trying to attack. And isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit led me into the teaching of envy? The major, the major fuel for a religious spirit is envy. It does not let the body of Christ form together. It's a competitive spirit. I have a better gift. I'm more anointed. God works for me more. This is the traces of how that spirit enters. Fault finding, error in scriptures. It's just that spirit that's, it's destroying churches today. So God spoke to me about the religious spirit twice. He spoke to me about the spirit of Leviathan and the demonic dog that's going to fall upon the believers today and destroy them. 
many people got their um, their needles, their jab, no offense to anyone here, but God spoke to me clearly that this was a message of Satan. And I'm not here to please anyone, whether I have one person or 1,000 people in this room. What God says, I speak. Thank God, by the grace of God, I want to keep it that way. Now, God showed me the spirit that's attacking and has destroyed many people in Australia today. And I was in a park. I was in a park, and there was all these people that looked like they were hypnotized. They looked like they were hypnotized, but they didn't look evil. But they looked like they were hypnotized. It's like they were brain dead, if I can say it like that. And they're saying, come dance with us. And I don't even dance in the natural. Normally I dance with them. <laughs> Maybe Tony dances, but I don't dance like... I don't even dance in the natural, don't want to dance in the dream. so close and they're trying to become my friend and I'm saying in my heart what do they want from me they say come join us and dance with us here but they weren't they weren't doing a ritual they were just dancing and I had my wife by my side and I said really let's go so we left so <clears throat> in my upbringing I was born in the Litkem area we had a house there all the evil that I saw in my journey happened at that house. All the demonic attacks, all the spiritual warfare happened at that house. My journey began there of Satan trying to destroy my life. So God took me to the house from where we lived and there was a road across, there was a park across the road from the house. So I went back to the house and there was the body of Christ there, there was the church. And I heard a voice saying, look into the sky I'm going to open your eyes to see in the heavens. And these two most beautiful eyes came out of the heavens. He had like crystals, gems and diamonds all around these eyes. And he looked so beautiful. And I started to put A and B together. They were hypnotized in the park because they were gazing at that eye. Because when I started to look at that eye, I couldn't get my eyes off that eye. It was just to look at it. I needed to look at it. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, <clears throat> I brought you to this house in dreams many times and Satan attacked you from this place. But now you're going to attack what you see. And the Holy Spirit said, the eyes that you're seeing is the spirit of the lust of the eye. Now the spirit of the lust of the eye, its desire is to get as much possessions in this world that it can. And I'm looking at the eye and the Holy Spirit said, I open your eyes to see. So I started to tell all the people in the body of Christ, look, can't you see? Look, they couldn't see. They couldn't see what I was seeing. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, I've given you authority now to bind and loose. And the more I started to, the more I started to 
bind and loosen it in Jesus' name, the gems and the crystals and the eyes became darker and uglier. It's like what was so what was so intriguing to the flesh when I exposed it in the spirit, I saw the one behind it. And the eyes became uglier and uglier. The I'm looking so beautiful, it started to frown, 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 and then it knew that I exposed it and it left. And the Holy Spirit said to me, this spirit has taken so many people in Australia. The spirit of the lusted eye. We hear many people, unfortunately, falling to money, falling to wealth. People think, is it money or is it Satan? It's Satan. He did the same thing to Jesus Christ. Bow down to me, I'll give you everything that belongs to me. He showed him all the kingdoms of this world. And the Holy Spirit showed me that this spirit is coming against you and coming against the whole of Australia. And you know what? You want to hear something so intriguing? Yes? The Holy Spirit said to me, <laughs> oh man. the Holy Spirit said to me, they tried to become your friend because that's what that spirit tries to become. It doesn't come with intimidation or fear. Anyone who makes themselves a friend of this world makes themselves enemy to God. Now what does a friend do? It builds a friendship in your heart that it's going to do something for you. Isn't that interesting? What does a friend do? A friend does something to benefit you inside. So what does the world do when you get a taste of it or when Satan brings it to you? It makes you think that it's your friend. Wow, money is going to protect me. Money will give me a future. Money will... Money will give me security. Isn't that interesting? But isn't God our security? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I have to obey. And I waited on Him to bring the, this message together. The people in the park were so hypnotized, they're trying to become my friend. And God showed me that that spirit that is released from Satan's kingdom, doesn't come with fear and intimidation, bondage and oppression. It comes as your friend. So many people can't discern this spirit because they're not spiritually awake. So you begin to see the, the, the level of faith that the people are here in Australia. People see blessings come to them, they say, oh, thank you, Lord. But, but I have a question, to get blessed right away, and your spirit's not circumcised, and you haven't crucified the flesh, it's a problem. I have a problem with that myself. Because how can you hold the blessing when you want to spend it on your own riches? And it's not for the kingdom. So I'll share, I'll share some testimonies. I'll get a volunteer. Uh, come. So, so, so forgive me, I'm giving people names, but I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, get, uh, Chris. 
<clears throat> so I'm the person, I'm the person in the beginning, I'll show you, give you a picture how Satan works. And God let me understand that in the dream. So, so I'm the believer that just got saved. He's the other one, unfortunately I won't give him a name. He's the other bad man. He's 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 the he's the he's the principality. I'll say it like that. He's the principality, and he is he's the one who the messenger of Satan. He's like the one who Satan's using, and I'm the believer. So I came out of I came out of bankruptcy. I had a lack all my life as a believer. Unfortunately, we struggled very bad. But thank God, I'm redeemed now. But. In the beginning, let's say he has a lot of money, and I just got saved and I'm poor. He will come to me and say, yeah, I'll get you out of trouble. I'll fix your problem. But all he's doing is fulfilling what's from the outside. He's sent from Satan to allow me to sway on what God needs to do inside of me. And this is how Satan works. Satan will send, he'll always send someone to you to allow you to think that it's an answered prayer. Now, if I wasn't mature, I would think, thank you, Lord, you answered my prayer. You sent me someone to get me out of all my trouble. Where's Jesus Christ in this? You see, I would have got on my knees in the beginning and said, Lord, this man is an answered prayer. He's messenger of Satan. He's come in the beginning to sway you from your true relationship with God. Can you understand? Can you understand? So let's say, let's say Chris had money. Let's say Chris had money in the beginning and he comes, he comes to my Bible studies and he said, I want to I wanna help all the people here get their life back on track spiritually. Uh, sorry, uh, physically. Yes? So let's say he had millions and millions of dollars. He, he, he does in the spirit. <laughs> he has millions of dollars in the spirit, and he comes and he says, whoever's struggling, come and see me, and I'll get them out of trouble. Yes? Yes, this, you can think it's an answered prayer. It's Satan himself. Why? Why? What does God bless first? What does God bless first? Your spirit man not the soulish or the physical man. He crucifies all that's inside of you, the lack mentality, slave mentality, things and issues that happen in your family. And I can think in the beginning, this is an answered prayer. So let me share something with you. So when I lost my work for two years, I lost my work, I had 50 workers. My money was coming to a, to a place to be empty. I get a phone call. I'm spending six, seven hours in the spirit in, my, in the lower room next to the garage. And the anointing and the teaching that was coming to me was profound. And when I was really, really having the greatest spiritual experiences, Satan sent someone to me. He said, hey mate, I have 600 homes, but you need to be present on the site every day and we got work for you guaranteed 
for the rest of your life, as long as you do the job good, we'll give you this job. In my heart, I think, wow, God's answering me. But there was something inside me that didn't sit right. And I prayed and fasted 10 days. And on the 10th day, see, the greatest way you can honor the Holy Spirit is wait until He speaks to you. Are you willing to wait? There can be a thousand business opportunities. Are you willing to wait on what God says? I fasted and prayed. I said, Lord, I will not step a word. I will not step an, a step forward until you tell me it's from you. On the 10th day, the Holy Spirit comes to me as I'm praying. Do not take this. This is not from me. But every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. <laughs> you begin to see, Satan, what you're trying to do, you're trying to steal my time. Because all that time invested in the kingdom got me to this place today. But this is where I am. But I'm just showing you what Satan tried to do to me. I had six children. I have a mortgage, mortgages. I have so much bills. And I thought it's an answered prayer. It was Satan. You begin to look at it differently. Who is, who is orchestrating your life? Is it the Spirit of God? How do you know the Holy Spirit's orchestrating your life when He speaks to you? Someone will say, Lord Jesus, bless me. If it's not from you, take it away. If it's from you, thank you. That's Satan licks his lips. He licks his lips. He licks his lips. I got this guy. My sheep follow me. My sheep, they what? They hear my voice and they follow me. So the greatest way you can treat the Holy Spirit is when you pray, you wait on Him. If He doesn't speak, you don't go. If there's one way you want to obey the Holy Spirit, so your steps are ordained from the Lord, this is how you treat Him. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so you begin to think differently. Hang on a second. Our war, but Satan gave or tried to give everything to Jesus. What is he trying to do to you? To steal you and rob you from your time with God. How many people here are overworked here? How many people are business-minded here? Yes, God will give you a plan, I understand that, but what plan comes first? Seek the kingdom of God first. And His righteousness, everything else, will be added to you. So Satan knows this. If he can, if he can keep pumping you with worldly desires, worldly visions, worldly directions, he'll block you from entering into the kingdom. He knows that you are a threat to him. He knows this. But money is your friend. It does something for you. It gives you a sense of security. So someone says, okay, how do I know if it's from God or if it's from Satan? If God doesn't speak, you don't obey. Are you willing to wait on God? The greatest way you can treat the Holy Spirit is when you wait on God.
And you can begin to discern, am I praying out of fear? Am I praying out of doubt? Am I praying out of confusion? Am I praying out of trust? Or am, is my flesh praying to God? That's another thing. But I just wanted to show you how that spirit has destroyed the people of God today. Imagine I took those houses, 600 houses, and I had to be there every day. There goes my study time with God. There goes my fasting time with God. There goes my deep prayer and intimacy with God. There goes my spiritual growth. Little by little by little, cuts me. My journey no longer, I have a desire to do God's will. This is how Satan tried to attack me. There are people here that need response. They need to have work. They need to go and get work, have a job. Yes, I understand that. But I'm just training you how I was able to connect to the Holy Spirit and allow to know that His blessings are from Him. Okay? <clears throat> okay, let's go to the... Let's go to the exciting part here. What is the ultimate goal of Satan? Anyone here want to... What is the ultimate goal of Satan? What's the ultimate goal of Satan? What's the ultimate goal of God? He mimics God. So what's the ultimate God? What's the ultimate goal for God? To have what? To have what? So Satan's ultimate goal is to what? Possess your heart. The Bible says above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do, we're in agreement. Satan wants your heart where eventually you give him all your worship. Okay, so that's his goal. There are three ways that Satan enters. Now God gave me a bit of insight through this, which is exciting. Because the first place, or there's three access points that Satan can only work through. The first one, Satan enters through covenants. Covenants that you make. There are many examples, but I'm not going to go there. But I just want to share something with you. It's like... I was having flashbacks in my mind. How is a covenant dealt with? Are you meant to cast out that spirit? Are you used to that spirit when you've made a covenant? What speaks on your behalf? What speaks on your behalf? You know, it's interesting how the Holy Spirit let me see this. How do you break covenants over your life? You know, what blood covenant? Jesus' blood. You're not meant to get into that place and fight him and bind him and loose him and, and uh, repent for your generation. You're meant to apply the covenant of his blood. The blood speaks for you. So let's say a family, let's say a family was in Freemasonry. That's an ungodly covenant. That's a demonic covenant. How are you meant to oppose that spirit? You apply the blood of Christ. The Bible says that we have received a new covenant. The blood of Jesus. So what does the Bible say? We overcome Satan by blood. That's for dealing with covenants. The rest of these ones are a lot to do with us. 
So the first access point is covenants, ungodly covenants. And I'm going to speak about it one day, but I don't know when. These two, let's have a look. Now you're meant to punish, the Bible says, once your obedience, once your disobedience has been punished, the Bible says that you'll get promoted out of that place of warfare. You're not going through a grind anymore. We're understanding? Number two, Satan enters through ignorance. So the second tool of Satan, he has an access point either into your mind or your heart or your soul or your flesh through ignorance. And I'll speak it. We'll go to Ephesians chapter Ephesians verse 17 to 32 amplified now can I just quickly give you the definition of ignorance Satan enters through ignorance the Strong's 5-2 agonoia agonoia <laughs> now look at this here now look at this here why does Satan keep you in the area of warfare you know what it is ignorance you know what the meaning of ignorance is lack of knowledge i just gave you seven points about satan a bull strong bulls of bashan the dragon leviathan the snake you start to see okay the worm you start to see Ignorance, the meaning of ignorance is lack of knowledge of God's word. Most believers are suffering from this. Most believers are suffering from a lack of knowledge. What are you praying into in your personal journey? What, what is your focus? Now the scripture will interpret that. <clears throat> the next definition of ignorance is a lack of knowledge of divine things, moral blindness concerning principles of what is wrong and right behavior. What does Paul say? The mature have discerned, have discerned both good and evil. So what is a mature believer to know what is right from wrong in the scriptures? So look here. <clears throat> Now, isn't that interesting that most warfare has to do with you holding on to your old life? Your old mindset, your old character, your old emotions, your old strongholds. Most warfare is attracted to what? Old life. The old man. So you as a believer, you are members of unrighteousness. Your old mindset, your old lifestyle before Christ. Now it's interesting because all war it's attracted to a person living in the old man or the old woman. Isn't that interesting? So what attracts Satan to your life? 
what attracts Satan to your life? What puts a mark on you for him to keep attacking you when you wrestle between the new life of Christ and the old life of Christ? Now, interesting. Look here. <clears throat> so this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord as in his presence that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because their willful, what? Ignorance. What's the root meaning of ignorance? Lack of knowledge of God's word. So by you staying away from God's word day, from day by day, you are, you are putting yourself in a place where you can continuously get attacked in warfare. And, and why are you meant to read the word of God? What's the main focus of you reading the word of God? To create the new man inside of you. Make no mistake. If, you, if your steps are ordained in this way, you'll be blessed in everything you do. Truly, make no mistake, you'll be blessed in everything you do if you, if you succumb to God's truth. Now, all the warfare, all the warfare of what Satan institutes against God's people, it's attracted to what? Ignorance. Lack of knowledge of God's word. I ask a believer today, what is Jesus doing in your heart? What are you talking about? Man, I can give you a list of what God's doing in my heart. And I'm not being humble, I'm telling you the truth. We have become so fixated on, on, on what Jesus done on the cross rather than what he needs to do in our hearts. Look here. Because of their willful ignorance and spiritual blindness. What does ignorance do? Causes you to be spiritually blind. That is deep-seated within them because of their hardness and insensitivity of their heart. Now isn't it interesting that what follows after ignorance is a blindness? Where are you going? Ask believers today. What's your vision? What's your focus on what God needs to do in your life? Many people don't know where they're going. They can say Jesus died from the cross. That's as far as they go. But where are you going spiritually? Look what happens because of ignorance. Spiritual blindness. That's deep-seated. I don't know where I'm going. I'm confused. Look here. There will always be confusion if you don't have a structure of God's word to create the new man inside of you. Man, I have a lot to work on when I read the Bible. I'm surprised that people can so easily put it down. Because the first encounter you have with God's word is what? The first encounter you have with God's word is what? Is to discover the condition of your heart.
The first encounter you have with God's word is what? To discover your heart. Make, make no mistake. Step in this way. God will promote you and bless you in every way. Believe me. It says here, because the hardness and insensitivity of the heart, and they are the ungodly in spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfeeling, having given themselves over as prey. Prey. You become prey to who? Prey to who? Warfare. Warfare. You're getting bashed. You're getting spiritually bashed. Bashed in your mind, bashed in your heart, bashed in your emotions. You're injured, you're weary, you're tired, you're frustrated, and you're, you're, you're ready to just burst. That's Christians today, unfortunately. And that's what the enemy does. You become prey. Why? Because of ignorance, lack of knowledge of God's word. To know what needs to be changed and addressed inside of you. The Bible says here, uh, it says, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity. Now, isn't it interesting that ignorance is the doorway for you to live an impure life? That the desire may demand, but being taught, but you did not learn Christ in that way. If in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature. What does the Spirit of God need to do in you? Discard fully your old nature. So where must your focus be turned to? Dealing with the old man. And this is a process in itself. It's a long process for some because they refuse to cooperate with what God tells them to. Completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. I sit with people, and they're in warfare. Here we go again. How long can this last for? When? How hard is this? Instead of looking deep inside of the things that God wants to deal with, and put the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature, creating God's image, God-like, in the earth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. So what's warfare? What's for a person to continuously go through warfare? What's the main reason for that? Their old nature refuses to die. Can you see now? Yes. All your problems are answered today, or the majority of them. <laughs> well, to be humbled by the Lord, it's a good process, but I'm telling you, I'll have another way. It, it, it is hard in times. 
but it's the best process because you come out of it washed. You come out of it cleaned. It's the truth. The greatest thing I thank God today for, you know what it is? Other than what Jesus done on the cross, His discipline. You know, today, the body of Christ today, they can't be tamed. They struggle to be tamed. They struggle to sit in the presence. They struggle to read the Word of God. They struggle to resist when the flesh is knocking on your door. Today, the Christian world today, they, they can't be tamed. Can a bull be tamed? You put a, you put a red thing in front of it, it wants to destroy you. It has no boundaries. It's headstrong. Okay. Yeah, we'll read that one too. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop after the three points, and I'll save the rest to later because I think it's a lot. We go to First Peter, chapter one, verse thirteen to nineteen. This is regarding ignorance. Then I'll speak about the next one. <clears throat> First Peter, chapter 1, verse 13 to 19. So if someone's telling me, get me out of trouble, a thousand phone calls a week, get me out of trouble, please. <laughs> Come walk with me and I'll teach you. You know why I tell people to walk with me? Because it's a journey. It's a process. You need to understand that it's a journey inside your heart. And imagine you're not getting this every week, what happens to you? Very easily you can be deterred, God's going to take you. Yes, we agree. Now look here. <clears throat> look at how he starts his message. So prepare your minds for action. You're in a war. He tells you. You're in a war. You need to know this. Walking with Christ, it's not a walk in the park. I love you, Jesus. And yes, that was me. I love you, Jesus. Honeymoon. <laughs> in the beginning, in the beginning, it's like this. It is. You fall. We, we understand this. That's a babe. But now you are sons. You are daughters now. God wants to produce something inside of you. Are you allowing him? But in the beginning, you're on a honeymoon. You come back from the honeymoon, discipline. He begins, hey, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. There's a consequence for that. And you know the greatest consequence? You know the greatest consequence today when you're feeding the old man? That you fall from your spiritual status. Can I say that to you is humbly? There's nothing more worse than falling from your spiritual status. Paul speaks about it. To guard that level of faith that is inside you. Because very easily, the contamination of sin can easily destroy that. Overnight. I'm telling you. When you're in a spiritual dimension with God, the anointing's flowing through you. His arrest and his peace is flowing through you. Satan will always try to come and hinder that. 
What's the greatest way that Satan attacks? He attacks in the New Testament when you've just had a massive spiritual encounter with God. He comes to destroy that and take that away from you. You know that? Many people think he comes at an opportune time in a weak time. No. The most important thing, he comes when you've just had a spiritual encounter with God and you're on a high. He wants to break that high. He wants to break that hunger inside of you. You get it? <clears throat> so prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined. Spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance. So what allowed Paul to be who he was before Christ? He said, I've done all these things out of ignorance. And look what allows you to connect back to your old life. Some people here are connecting back to their old mindsets, their old emotions, their old feelings, their old sins. Yeah? What allows you? Ignorance. Someone will tell me, what is it that why I'm doing this? This is the major factor why Satan has access into many believers today. <clears throat> he says, do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and transformation power of the good news regarding your salvation. Now, what's the good news of salvation? What is it? Transformation power. The good news of your salvation is what? Is that you've been transformed by the Holy Spirit. You see? But like the Holy One who called you, be holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world. Now you start to see now, the world's involved now. You see that spirit that I saw? Yeah, be, be set apart from that. But some will say, it's fed me all my life. It's allowed me to become who I am today. Yeah, but what does that mean? The Bible says you've been bought at a price. You're not your own anymore. Christ purchased you by His blood. You're not your own anymore. Do you understand that? You're not your own anymore. You can't make your own decisions anymore. It's the one who is inside of you, the Holy Spirit, through the authority of the Word, who makes your decisions now. You have to know this. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart. For I am holy. If you address a father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself in reverent fear of him with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. For you know that you were not redeemed from useless spiritual unproductive way of life inherited by your tradition from your 
forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were purchased with the precious blood like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the priceless blood of Christ. So why is warfare remaining in your life? Why does the enemy have a mark on you to trouble you? You know why? Because you're holding on to your old life, old emotions, old mindsets, old ways of doing things. That's why. I'm going to stop here. I'll stop here. Now I'll save it. <clears throat> no, there's a lot. In the, in the last one's the most important one. But I'll save it. I want to encourage you. For all the people here, you have a great task. And you know what it is? To work on the new man of how Christ sees you now. And that means your whole life must change because that's the power of God that was given by Him to work inside of you. Amen? You begin to see, I'm attracting warfare because of what? Ignorance. You begin to see, can I put my finger on the problem now? Can I diagnose the problem now and think, okay, I understand now. Let's shut doors now. Let's shut doors. Let's close doors now and receive what Christ done at the cross. Let's shut those doors. Christ called you to live as Christ did. And how can you do that today? From the Holy Spirit inside of you. Christ says, my, my commandments, they're not burdensome. It's not a burden to walk with God. It's actually a blessing. But when you're ignorant, and the other one, which have I shared yet? Did I share it? No, I didn't share it. <laughs> Make us hungry. You begin to see, okay, this is one major door that I have been operating in. Some people all their life they're operating in this. What did Jesus call you to do on earth? The first, the first principle Jesus called you to do on earth is to create in you the new man in Christ. That's the first and major principle. So many Christians don't get to that stage. They're continuously in a tug of war. My life, my will, I want to live my life the way I want. And then the enemy comes. Okay. Let's start on your life. Let's start. Sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. That's the bit of warfare. They're all at the front seat. All of them. <laughs> but that's the flesh. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. They get a bit of fear, a bit of warfare. The enemy is troubling them. They're at the front. Change. Get a hold of that truth. Change. Because if you focus on change, if you focus to have the truth on you, believe me, you will never run dry. You will never run dry inside. Never. If your focus is truth, create. Because you've tapped into the source of God, which is to make your heart like Him.
believe me, you will the little spark of the Holy Spirit will become like a burning flame. You will not run dry. You will not run empty. You will not feel like you're not getting anywhere. Okay, does that make sense? So thank God for this, 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 this treasure from the Holy Spirit. It is. He's teaching us. And now you can understand. Someone may think, you know, like, yeah, I've had warfare, like you don't understand. But someone can make think, well, Satan's attacking me, I'm doing all these things, it's really ignorance. And covenants is another type of topic I'm not going to touch into now. So let's pray. Can we have the microphone, please? <clears throat> Do you mind if I ask some people to pray? Huh? I'm going to go to the back. Okay. Uh, David, come. David, yeah, you, come. Okay. I want to share something with you. I shook his hand uh, last week. And he made me so happy in my heart. He's a, he's a DJ. He came to the Lord dramatically. And God's done a mighty work in his life. Oh, glory to the Lord Jesus. But the moment that he came to Christ, the first thing he heard, sell all your gear and give it away. And can I share something with you? This, this type of heart that has a reverence and a love and a godly fear, he will go places. So the reason why I called him to come and pray, just to share. He heard the voice with no delay. He obeyed because he knew he knew that place of his workplace can be a stumbling block for him. We can pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for this teaching. We worship you. We love you. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. He set us free. And you always say that the sun set free, it's free indeed. We thank you for the freedom. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for your precious blood. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your fellowship with us every day. We love you so much. We thank you for your love that has been poured out on our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, today that everyone receive in his heart 
your love. The spiritual blessing that fills our heart. We don't feel empty anymore, believe me. You just ask Him. The Lord said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and will be open to you. We thank you, Lord. And I pray that everyone here will be set free from every bondage, every stronghold. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.